This is the Ed Milet Show. All right, everybody, welcome back to the show. Today is very special for me because there's two people that I love very, very much here today. And I've not shown each of them very much on my social media over the years just because I wanted to give them privacy and anonymity themselves if they wanted it. But so many of you have asked over time, tell us more about your family, what that's like, and your kids, and what's it like to grow up to be a Milet, lessons learned in our family, different stuff maybe we've not shared before. And I look at our audience as an extension of our family. And so I've asked my children to be here today. So welcome to the show, Max Milet and Bella Milet. Great to have you. Thank you. Great to be here. <laughs> so it's great to have you. I love you guys. Love you. So people ask all the time what it's like to be in our family. I'm curious for you guys, what was it, what is it like to grow up in our family or, you know, maybe a family that had a little bit of financial success or whatever what was that like growing up maximus well i would say it's a little bit different than what everybody would think it is because for us growing up initially mm -hmm. we didn't really know kind of what the difference was versus other people like mm -hmm. kind of the whole spectrum from high school and college mm -hmm. it took a bit to figure out like how mm -hmm. different the impact you were making and mm -hmm. the wealth that you were accumulating basically over time mm -hmm. you think it was you think it was like hard to tell because we're just like any other family, right? I mean, there's no real, inside our family, we don't look at ourselves as any different than anybody else. Yeah, no, else. we're just completely normal people. Right. Like, I don't, we don't see us different versus any other family, mm. basically anywhere at school or yeah. anything like that. What about you, Boo? Uh, I mean, same thing. In the beginning, I like had no idea the difference between like, if our family was any different than anyone else's, mm -hmm. but I mean, it was definitely lucky to grow up like this and go on like nice trips, go to Cabo, stuff like that. Yeah. So, <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, it always felt very normal. Like, it didn't feel like anything like, oh, we're super different than anyone else. It was right. like, it was just similar. It, it still feels that way, doesn't it? I mean, yeah. I don't feel yeah. like, I mean, just the fact that we've been able to live in some nice places or do some cool stuff. I mean, we just, you know, it's, we're not any different in that sense. But I do think, you know, like, for example, you, Bella, maybe, well, Max, too. Both of you guys, even growing up, weren't you a little, like, you didn't want to bring people over. You didn't want them to know that maybe yeah. we had a yeah. nice house yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Why Why for each of you was that? Did you not, you didn't want people to like you for that reason? Or like why? Because there was a long time, both of you were like, you know what, I'm going to my friends at the beach, but not the beach, not at our house. You go like to another <laughs> beach. Yeah. Why, why boo? Um, I think, I, I don't, I don't know. I think it was kind of like, I didn't want people to know that my family had money. So they would look at me differently, kind of. Mm -hmm. And like. Almost in the way of like other kids, if you had money, would kind of look at you and be like, oh, like she must be like a stuck up type of person or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I kind of wanted my friends to just like like me and mm -hmm. not be like, oh, she lives in like Laguna Beach. Like we should go to her house. Like I was like, didn't want that to happen. What about you? I would say it's kind of the same thing. When you grow up kind of like how we did, sometimes people can make like judgments about you right before actually getting to know you. Mm -hmm. So if they kind of know like who you were, like I've had mm -hmm. people that come up to me. And then I've had friends that have not known you at all and mm -hmm. that eventually found out. Mm -hmm. And the way they treat you and like how they talk to me is completely different. How? How's it different? Well, some people will be like, oh, like, oh, your dad's in my let. Mm -hmm. Can you sign my book? Can I ask mm -hmm. him a couple questions? Mm -hmm. I even had someone ask if they wanted to like stay a couple days just so they could talk to you. Mm -hmm. Versus I have some friends that just grew up like they're just normal people. Yeah. And I was just talk to them and then they found out. Mm -hmm. build relationships with you kind of like a normal way mm -hmm. and i think that's been good for them too but like they didn't they weren't friends with me just to like for money or to get to know you they were actually just genuine friends yeah do you because i don't know i mean i feel like you guys even to this day like we function very normally like neither one yeah. of you have spent lots of money neither yeah one of you have, like really great cars bella's Bella, hey, yeah, yeah, I bought that. I bought her. She's a good car. She yeah, bought her yeah. car, but it's not a car you'd think some little rich little girl has, right? She's not driving around in a Mercedes or a BMW or anything like that. She yeah. paid for it. She's cute. She's cute. She's yeah. cute. And even in your case, you drive my old truck. Yeah, it's your truck. You drive an old truck that I had. So I don't, you know, we've done a pretty good job of that stuff. Do you, either you feel any like pressure coming from a, a you know, I don't know, like a, a family that's, you know, made some impact or anything like that. Is there any pressure that comes along with that? Or you just discard that altogether? I don't, I mean, maybe a little bit of pressure just being like, oh, wow, like I want to end up successful as well. But I think it's more of like motivating being able to actually like see someone mm -hmm. in your life that's like one of the most important people do so well and do so much. 
it's like wow like i want to do a lot mm -hmm. instead of just like seeing someone from afar and like having an idol it's like you're with this person every day mm -hmm. you live with them it's like super motivating and you know how screwed up i am and weird i am and... yeah well no and <laughs> that too it's like we see the side of you that's not like mm -hmm. oh he's like killing it and going on trips like we see him like waking up at like 6 a.m sitting on the couch like drinking yeah. coffee with like singing to the dogs like, yeah no like i think that's really yeah. important for people to know like there's not some robot there like i have good mornings and bad mornings i'm in a good mood and a bad mood i'm some days i'm motivated and inspiring sometimes i'm kind of a jerk right like there's this um, yeah like well it's like some mornings it's like anytime i leave the house like you're yelling at me like make today a great day like me and my friends are waking up from a sleepover and you're like yelling like today's gonna be great and then but there's also days where it's like you're just drained and tired yeah. and being yourself. by the way when she says yelling she means yelling motivational things like, yeah not like you're a superstar yeah. <laughs> yeah no like you got this go kill it and i'm yeah. like it's 7 a.m you like, used to roll your eyes a lot when i did that do you think it was good like if you were if you were talking to parents listening to this do you think that was a good thing to send you like hey you're yeah. a superstar was that actually even though you're well, rolling your yeah. eyes is that a good thing like even though i'd like play it off and be like oh my god like shut up dad right. it was like that's nice to hear in the morning morning like mm -hmm. i don't know some like it's nice to grow up and have like affirmation when some kids don't grow up yeah. getting that from my parents yeah i would she i say you're a leader yeah, yeah. so you say to follow. me hugs not drugs rachel and i brought that up the other day how every morning you were like hugs not drugs like you got it <laughs> <laughs> what were you gonna say Max? i was gonna say i remember growing up you still do it a lot but especially when i like stayed at home wasn't mm -hmm. in college every night be like hey you're a leader you're a champion you're the greatest of all time yeah and that kind of just built like a mindset in where it's like i can do all these things like mm -hmm. i can be a leader i can be great mm -hmm. i can do all of these things and actually have some self-confidence yeah. do you feel pressure being the son of someone who's you know i this is really weird tone i don't mean for people to think that, i hope everyone understands this in the tone we're just a normal family like we don't yeah. ever talk like this never no, ever never not. what's oh, it no. like to come from our family oh, we've some... never talked about this Literally <laughs> never I mean, you're, you're you know you're going off to college bella max you're going to be a junior at college we've yeah. never talked like this before no. i hope it's important yeah. for everybody it's to know weird. it's yeah. super weird for us because for us we're just a family and for us it's just like you know very normal every single day and we don't look at ourselves nor are we any different than any other family but we're a public family now and you know obviously you know there's a responsibility that comes with that but for you you know being the son of someone who's you know made a little bit of a difference in the world or having some financial success i've heard from your mom and from other people that sometimes you go hey i feel a little bit of pressure not to end up average and ordinary or anything like that oh well, yeah i think that's very true and i don't i can't speak for you but for me i feel like you've set a bar and a standard for me and i think for bella and everybody in our family mm -hmm. like our cousins our aunts, uncles, everything. You set a bar that I feel like we have to meet, expectations that we have to meet. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you grow up and we're fortunate enough to even be in a podcast like this. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's certain things, certain standards that we have to hold to that most people don't have. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe you'll take the show over someday too <laughs> as I get a little bit older. You know, um, have I made it clear to the two of you that I don't think what you do for a living has to necessarily bring money? For sure. 100%. For sure. Yeah. How have I done that? I mean, you tell us, like, when we talk about, like, oh, what are you going to do when you grow up? You're never, like, you're always, like, you could be, like, anything you want. You could be a vet. You could mm -hmm. be, like, a nurse. You could be, like, a living on an island, renting mm -hmm. canoes to people. Like, you could do anything. Yeah. yeah. Basically, you told us, basically, chase after what you love to do the most because sometimes money can just come with that. Sometimes mm -hmm. it doesn't. But if you love it enough, it's okay. Yeah, and a lot of the people that I've told you a lot, the people that I know that are happiest in life, uh, money is not part of that equation yeah. for them yeah so what they love what they do they make a difference they do that stuff yeah one thing i would ask you is when you were growing up obviously for i don't know if everybody knows this but you play college baseball like i'm a college golfer mm -hmm. did you want to get more into money with that or did you just want to become a professional just because you love baseball i loved baseball um i didn't do anything even in business to make money the, the truth is that even in the beginning of like in my financial career um i remember in the, the apartment that I lived in back in the day, you didn't get automated deposit, right? You would get checks. Yeah. But like I had checks like stacked up on my dresser that I had not cashed yet that were about to expire, not because I didn't need the money. I wasn't getting rich, but I, like, I was paying my bills and I was loving what I was doing. I was not doing it for money. I think when I came out of the orphanage, when I worked at McKinley, it became more like of a cause thing. I've really never consciously ever had any meeting where I'm like, oh, wow, I'm making this or I could make that. Even, you know, if I go speak or do anything or even like the show, I don't even know what I make from the show. I honestly yeah. don't know. People ask me all the time. I know there's advertisers. I know it's a lot of money, but I couldn't tell you how much. And I never think about that. I don't think about the rankings or the ratings often. I check them. 
hey, yeah. wow, we're first this month. You know, mm-hmm. I want more from a competitive standpoint yeah. than a financial standpoint. So for me, it was always that I wanted to compete and I liked what I was doing. I didn't like every single part of what I was doing. But in baseball, I just loved the game. You know, and then in business, most of the businesses I've had, I've loved, you know, most of them, I love most of what I'm doing, but I've also been, I've told you both this before. I'm willing to do things I don't want to do in order to be successful. I'm willing to do things I don't enjoy in order to be successful. I've been loved every part of every business I've had for sure. So yeah. What about you and golf? I would kind of say it's the same thing. Like I just do it because I love the golf. I love the competition. As you kind of said with baseball, Mm -hmm. a lot of people know. Some people joke like golf's not a sport or anything like that. <laughs> Some people just go out just to have fun, not as much competition. And you did an interview with Zach Johnson before as well, and he kind of went into this too. He just loves to compete. Like I'll be out with my friends, my teammates, even family. We'll do like Monopoly. I will find every single way to try and win a Monopoly. You cheat in Monopoly. Yeah. Let's just be completely honest. Yeah, I, I kind of do. Right here. It is messed yeah. up. You, yeah, you completely little, cheats. And me and Dad get yeah, me, screwed over yeah, every single Bella time. and I play legal, ethical yeah. Monopoly, and you and your mom are yeah, constantly mom. freaking well, cheating. Interesting. Yeah. Last game, we actually ended up on top, and they both admitted to cheating. Correct. And we both, it, well, and actually, the end, the only reason I beat you is because Max cheated and gave me all his money so you would lose. Correct. But <laughs> Max stole money from me yeah. in the middle of that Max Monopoly. Max did it. I didn't steal money. What you did Max, is you gave me too much, and I just didn't give you change back. Max, and that you would took five hundred dollars from me. That would be. It stealing. wasn't until the next day because the game was long. You're like, hey, I gotta let you know. At least you have some honesty. You know, well, I would say remorse for theft. <laughs> but yeah, but Bella and I play it legitimately straight up. So, and I want to mention that's only a monopoly. Oh come <laughs> yeah, on, I doubt that. Yeah, I, I don't know, Max. I actually really, really doubt that. Uno, so, come on. Yeah, so Uno. Okay, Uno's maybe the only other one. Yeah. See, like that's people think, well, man, what your family must really do a bunch of cool stuff. Yeah, actually, we basically sit around and play pretty much like board games and <laughs> watch TV like everybody else. We don't take extravagant vacations or anything Even like that. Even if we are on vacation, we're we'll still, still do those. Like, exact we were just things. in Maine and we were like sitting every night playing Monopoly. Yeah, yeah. it's actually really, really true. What do you want to ask me? I want to ask you what makes you kind of feel peace because you're always like going and you work in like chaos all the time. Yeah. Do you ever want like simpler life later on, or do you want to keep you know yeah. the crazy? Uh, well, I think I find peace in doing the work. I think part of that I really really love. You know, I like I like work a lot, um, but. There's a part of me that knows when I'm burning out or I'm wearing down, probably right now between my book, the TV show, the podcast, all the businesses that I have, all the speaking, you guys getting ready to go off to college, friends, family, um, all the preparation that goes with all that stuff. You know, I'm definitely a little bit tired right now. So yeah, I do. There'll be a day where I won't go at this pace. And there's also times where I've paced myself. You guys probably don't remember, but when you were little, there were windows where I did take some breathers. You know, I was more of a sprinter back then. I would work really hard for, say, 90 days, and then I would, you know, shift gears down for a week or two or three. Not that I didn't work, but I've never been really good at just taking complete time off. Yeah. You know, like, I'm going to take three weeks off. I'm on vacation. I don't really do that, but I definitely know how to downshift from fifth gear to like second or third when we do that stuff. And I did more of that when you were younger, as you guys started to become more independent and had your friends in your life. I was kind of like, all right, I'm going to shift back up again to like, you know, fifth gear again. And I've sort of stayed there. I've been idling really, really high (laughs) for a while. So I'm a little bit fatigued on that. Would you say for you, when you are doing all this hard work, do you find the peace kind of more in like the process of it? Like you actually physically doing the work or do you think more of the result and the impact it has on people? Those are two things. That's a great question. By the way, you guys could host the show. So, um, by the way, most people don't know this. Max was the editor of this podcast for the first year or so. So yeah, every show I year. did, most people don't know this, every show I did, I recorded on my laptop computer on a microphone, and it was a mess. And then Max was the editor. I had my giant iPad with some free editing software. I don't even know what it was called. Some yep. just knockoff brand. and. We would basically just sit down for like, what, like an hour or two, basically, depending on how long the interview Sometimes was. Sometimes longer. Sometimes edit. longer. And I get to hear his voice on repeat for like three hours straight. Yeah. A lot the of. Same clip. And what did I pay to... you? Just so you know, because he's a rich kid. What did you get paid? Do you remember to do a show? Uh, depending on how long it was. I think it was over an hour. It was like 
40 bucks maybe yeah. and then anything less it was like it was whoa 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 i did one show and i got 20 bucks yeah you did yeah. you did the one you got 20 actually why did i get 20 he got 20 for ones under an hour yeah and then he got 40 for ones that were an it was hour like an hour and a half yeah basically. but like those were like three and four hour deals yeah you didn't get gypped he got 20 bucks a show for the yeah. most okay. part but what was cool about it was that you were learning from all of my guests that but most people you know probably would be surprised to know that you know what is really number one business and personal development show in the world which is the show started in my bedroom on a microphone and my son was the editor yep. and we just edit over and by the way that software is really bad so we go back and we're trying to get an um out or trying to get a word out of there yeah. we take 30 minutes no go back paste this sentence with that sentence and we're getting mad at each other and, <laughs> and that's how this thing started and the other part of it too because that should show you that can begin anywhere and to get your kids involved with stuff that you do but I think, was it good for you, though? I'll answer your question. But was it good for you to, like, listen to whoever's on back in those days, Tim Grover or Zach oh. Johnson or Andy Fursell? Tony Robbins was one of the yeah, first ones, he was right? one of the first ones, too. I yeah. remember when we did that interview, you kept trying to say, like, this one um, and it was very fast-paced, and we just couldn't <laughs> fix it. Yeah. But, no, those interviews definitely changed me a lot. And mm -hmm. I've even been able to connect with a couple of the guys, Tim Grover, as an example. Yep. I was able to... He's been able to help me out a ton, kind of just with golf and the mm -hmm. mental stuff, kind of just like how you have. Yep. Listening to that stuff over and over again, yeah. it kind of has built like a subconscious thing where I kind of know how to react in certain situations mm -hmm. where I kind of didn't really know that before. Yeah. I, I definitely saw you start to change then. Yeah. I don't know. What were you, 14? Something like that, probably? Yeah, like 14, 15. Yeah. So to answer your question... um, I love the process of stuff. To me, there's a difference between the results and the impact. So results is like, okay, did it go well or go bad? You know, yeah. usually if like I do something that really goes well, I don't know that I enjoy it like you might think because um, I'm sort of like I could have done this better. I could go to the next thing. But yeah, impact I, I do love. And so the process I love, that gives me peace and the impact. So like if I've given a talk or this show, like this today, right? When we're done, I'll go, I should have said this. We could have done that. You know, I'm a should have, could have person a lot in life where I want to be better. Cause that makes you grow. I don't think that's bad, but the impact it would make on someone listening to this, that part, I, that is why I do it. That's why I would give a speech. That's why I was in the real estate space, the financial space, any of the businesses that I've had, it's sort of for the, for the impact. That part of it's super, super cool for me. So yeah, definitely. Boo, I'm asking, curious for you, what, like, what's a good lesson because I think as a parent, a lot of stuff, and it could be your mom or I, either one of us, I think a lot of stuff as parents is like caught, not taught. Like you just catch stuff from people, right? Oh, what, sure. have, what have you caught as a kid in our family that you think is something you would want your kids to catch someday? Like behavior that you see? Um, I think honesty for sure. Mm -hmm. Like just seeing like, you know, there's things where it's like, we'll catch mom maybe like fibbing about something or mm -hmm. like. You know, mom's like, oh, if it's like about a sandwich or something, we didn't have like turkey and like not telling someone. It's like just being like, just don't lie. Like, there's no point. Just be honest. Who's and, that? That's me saying that? I mean, both of you. Like, yeah, mm -hmm. mostly probably you saying that being mm -hmm. like, there's like, let's just be honest. Let's be real. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we knew there, was, there wasn't true. any turkey. She is right. You guys yeah. have been very honest with uh, just everything growing mm -hmm. up like even if it's just business stuff work whatever it is you've been very straightforward with us mm -hmm. if you're doing a real estate thing mm -hmm. i mean sometimes you'll wait a tad to tell us mm -hmm. but then find out you tell us all about it you ask for our opinions mm -hmm. you kind of also would just bring us into your decision sometimes mm -hmm. like you made us feel like we had kind of a big say in a lot of the things mm -hmm. especially in the past like what you've done financially starting instagram right. like i remember boo and i were doing your post you didn't know what a hashtag was you knew absolutely nothing and we were trying to help you get the ball rolling you kind of let us into everything yeah i thought it was hash browns yeah I, most people don't know that but when we first started on on uh social media stuff max was my account manager i actually referred to it as insta face because i didn't know what facebook and instagram was at first and yeah. tony robbins had told me you better post around breakfast time every single day um, be consistent, which I still do. I post everything on social media at 7.30 Pacific time every yeah. day, but I also thought it was, bre he said something about breakfast and I heard him say, make sure you add hash browns. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know why you need to do this. So I'm like, the, the video has a plate of hash browns in front of me at breakfast time. I shoot the video that way because <laughs> Tony told me that you should have hash browns and post at breakfast time. And then the video didn't get very many views at all. I got like four views and one like, and I called him and I go, look, this is not working what you told me to do with the hash yeah. browns at breakfast time and he's like what the hell are you talking about <laughs> we had about? a fight about that too I don't we had know a big fight i'm like what's wrong with you man like why aren't we having hash browns in these videos 
You're the social media manager, and he's Tony's like, you dumbass. It's not hash browns. It's hashtags. Yeah, I'm like, oh, crap. And I'm like, what's a hashtag? He goes, I don't know. It's like a pound sign and a word. He didn't even know either. Like, you just put a pound sign on there with a word. I'm like, what is that? Why is that relevant? He goes, I don't know. It makes him find, find your video. So that's where we started was with hash browns and yeah. InstaFace and you editing my podcast. So back to you, Bella Boo. There's questions <laughs> from the audience for you, which is, okay. I think, pretty good. I want to know some of these things from you, actually. What are you worried about? You're going to Clemson. Yeah. You're leaving. By the way, people ask, why, why are you having them on the show now? Why are you sharing your kids? I've always tried to keep your privacy and anonymity for you, for the most part. I mean, I'll put you on there a little bit, and your mom. Yeah. But now you're grown-ups. You're leaving, and so it's yeah. probably time that, you know, you start to message the world a little bit. But you're going off to college. What is someone like you going off to college? Like, what are you excited about, and what are you worried about? Um, I'm excited for like a new phase in my life and to like be able to try things and kind of like I feel like I'm at the age where I can start like dipping my toes in the water into like certain work things and like mm -hmm. kind of what I want to do on the opposite of that like a little bit scary like I don't know what I really want to do yet but mm -hmm. I'm excited just to like start figuring it out mm -hmm. and like being independent too, living on my own mm -hmm. being away like obviously far away from you guys just kind of figuring out by myself yeah but definitely a little scared of like, I don't know really what I'm doing yet, but mm -hmm. I feel like I've, I feel like I'm super ready and have like everything I need. Yeah. I, I feel think like I'm developed enough. I think it's cool that you don't know what you want to do. I think a lot of young people listen to this or people that have young people. I think that's the time of your life. We should try a lot of different things yeah. and see what clicks, see what feels at home, see what you get passionate about, see what you're good at. Right. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. and that's what I want you to do. I want you to go there and try different things. Most people switch their major a couple different yeah. times. And if you do, great. If you don't, that's awesome too. It's even okay if you leave college and you don't know what you yeah. want to do. You just start doing different things until something lands. So, yeah. and in your case, Max, you're going to be a junior. You're playing golf. You know, was there a turning point for you in golf, which I know what it was, but was there a turning point for you? Because let's just be honest, Max played a lot of sports when he was young and he worked very hard at it, very hard. But I would think you would even agree with me that from a natural athleticism standpoint, there's not a no, lot there. Well, no, you are now. But when you were yeah, little, the there other kids had more natural athletic ability than you, even in our own family, right? And yeah. so, um, what, where did it change for you? I know this answer, but you can well, tell a little I bit. Well, I feel like there's a, there's a lot of turning points where you could kind of say mm -hmm. like it was a big shift one of them was finding out that i actually need glasses so i kind of get that from mom the vision part right you need glasses. which that helped. yeah that kind of was a first a big issue but the second one i would say is there a specific golf tournament i played in i think this is what you're thinking about mm -hmm. i was probably what like 10 or 11 you would say mm -hmm. and it was like a u.s kids tournament for those who don't know it's just like a some of the tournaments are a big deal some of them aren't mm -hmm. but you were able to caddy for me in the tournament mm -hmm. and I was doing really bad. Mm -hmm. Like I was, I think we were like 10 shots behind, 12 shots behind. Mm -hmm. And you basically pulled me to the side in the back nine is like, you're not out of this control what you can. Mm -hmm. I want to help you out. And like, we're going to do this. And there's yeah. like three families, like, and you are taking this so seriously. I'm trying yeah. to have fun. Yeah. I don't know too much of the mental aspect yet. Yeah. And you kind of, it was one of the first times where you really taught me kind of like, control what you can mm -hmm. here's what we're going to do in a situation you're going to get back in with some pressure and you're going to learn how to grow through it yeah so i would say that was definitely the turning point so do i so what it was was everybody just so you all know we were down by 11 after nine holes yeah. and max had not been winning tournaments and we were playing mainly against professional golfers and their kids and so yeah. you know you got these guys out there matching uniforms great golf clubs you're looking like a ragamuffin. We're, we're still <laughs> switching as he left or right-handed. We're yeah. pretty sure now you were right-handed. Yeah, we weren't even sure at the time. Time. We're still not sure. What do you do? You eat left-handed, don't you? Yeah, you write left-handed, left but you right. golf right-handed. Like, yeah. who knows? You're a zoo, right? So, <laughs> so he was 11 behind, and uh, one of the dads made a comment that I didn't like. For years, I used to tell Max, hey, let's just go have fun. And we wouldn't even, at the end of the day, he was losing so much, we wouldn't even talk about a score afterwards. After a while, we get home, yeah. mom, we said, did you have fun? Yes, I had fun. We didn't talk about what, because we knew he wasn't going to win. And and we, <laughs> I kept telling him, you know, I'll love you. I can't love you more if you win. Remember I used to say this? Yeah, you used to say that. used to look at you, we'd get out of the car, I'd go, I can't love you more if you win, right? And I won't love you any less if you lose. So let's just go have fun. Which was really a wonderful sentiment, except what I was doing over time was teaching you it was okay not to compete. Yeah. It was okay to lose. And then you were down 11 after nine holes. This dad basically said, Max, go grab the other guy's lunch. You're out of it and you don't care. Yeah. 
and that did not resonate very well with me. Someone yeah. actually said that? Yeah, and I yeah. basically looked at the dude and said, what the F did yeah, you, you just say to my kid? Yeah. yeah. Don't ever talk to my son like that way again. And I said, you guys go there, Max, stay with me. And I got down at your eye level and I said, we're going to F and win. Yep. <laughs> we're going to win. And you're like, daddy, what about having fun? <laughs> and I go, I never forget this. I looked you, it's in my yeah. book. I go, winning is more fun, fun. than fun is fun. You <laughs> yeah. understand me? We're going to have some fun, but we're going to win. Yeah. And you listen to me. I'm going to tell you what club to hit. No practice swings. You hit this thing right where I tell you. And you're like, oh, oh, oh. you kind of did this walk that you don't even remember you have, but your shoulders were kind of hunched over. And I watched my yeah. little precious son walk over to this tee box. I had to get the lunches and you hit a good drive. And I kind of watched you kind of sit up and I got over there and I grabbed your shoulder. I said, that felt good, didn't it? You go, yeah, daddy, it felt good, dad. And then we started to walk down the fairway and I noticed you walking a little different. Yeah. Your shoulders were a little bit more back and the, the next shot was an eight iron. There was a lake and I said, Max, hit this sucker 10 feet left of the pin, hit your eight iron on there. And you got up and hit about 20 feet left of the pin, but it felt good. And you twirled the club oh, and the you, club handed twirl. it, yeah. Yeah, you handed it back to me and now you're walking with your shoulders back to the hole. And you went to putt the ball. And I go, Max, line the putt up. These other guys line the putt up. You're like, I don't. So you like walked on both sides of the ball, pretending to know what it did. <laughs> I had no clue what I was doing. Right? And I have no idea which way the putt breaks. And you go, uh, Daddy, I think it's like two feet left or right downhill. I'm like, that's exactly what it is, Max. And neither one of us have any idea. No clue. <laughs> and you made the putt yeah. for a birdie. And then you were down nine with eight holes to go. And if we fast forward all the way to the 18th hole, you ended up making a birdie on that hole to yeah. win the golf tournament. And we had never even finished anywhere but last. That's yeah. crazy. And, yeah, it was really last of first. And we're screaming. There's this amazing picture of you. We'll put it up on the YouTube version of with your medal. And um, it changed things. You went on to win tons of tournaments in a row. Yeah. And then he went on to, you know, get a college golf scholarship. And now he's played in a couple professional tournaments. And that one day changed your life. Yeah. And I say this in the book all the time. You're one moment away from changing your life, one decision, right? One shift, one thought, you know, one new relationship away from totally changing your life. And that totally changed you. That doesn't mean you're going to play pro golf or be a neurosurgeon or whatever, but the, <laughs> but you learned about winning that day. You learned about competing that day, mm -hmm. you know, and, and it was, I think the most significant day in your life. Yeah. And it was a big day for me too. Cause I want to just, you know, it's easy. We want our kids to be happy and all that. I didn't want to be that dad, you know, that soccer yeah. or yeah. football dad's like, my kid's going to the NFL or like, probably not, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so, but it, it corrected that day. So that was a really, really special day. And in, and boo, in your case, I'm just curious, like, and I know Max, I'll ask you some stuff too. I want to, I want to make sure I do that. But who are a couple role models for you, boo? People mm. that you look up to. Definitely you. Thank you. Obviously, mm -hmm. you're a great role model. Definitely mom too. With mom, just seeing how she treats people and mm -hmm. cares about people. Mm -hmm. Even Max, like he's a great example of like someone who's just growing up really? to be a better person. Yeah, for I'll sure. I'll take that one. <laughs> Thank you. For sure. And I think just like my really close friends that I've chosen, mm -hmm. like Parker. Mm -hmm. Um, <laughs> he's 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 such a good kid. He's yeah. great. He's. He's gone through a lot and he's one of like the strongest, most mature, mm -hmm. like intelligent people I know. Mm -hmm. Rachel, same thing with her. Mm -hmm. So you're my, cl my close circle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're all people I look up to. What about you? 100%. I want to go back really quick to the close circle thing. A lot of people don't know about Bell and I is a lot of our close friends have been through like a lot of hard times. Right. And I feel like that is another one of the things that's really built us up. I could say like, We'll take Parker for an example. Mm -hmm. He's had some family struggles. Mm -hmm. His family's been doing better. His mom's great. Mm -hmm. Our mom's great as well. So mm -hmm. it's kind of good to compare. But when you go through and you see friends go through that, you can kind of take a little bit of part of them. You always talk about your circle, like Bella just said. Mm -hmm. And you kind of become very similar to what your circle is. Yep. Yeah, That's one thing sure. I feel like we've learned for you. But to get back to you, obviously you and mom mm -hmm. have been great role models. You set an example basically for both Bella and I on like, what hard work looks like, how to succeed, how to be a good dad for me and Thank you. mom, how to be a good mom for Boo. Um, obviously, I mean, for you and me, we both know this. I'm a huge Patriots fan. I mm -hmm. get it from you. So mm -hmm. growing up, Tom Brady was my favorite athlete mm -hmm. and it was still not close, even though he's with Tampa still. <laughs> but Tom Brady, I looked up to him for winning. Kind of mm -hmm. just like with you and him as an example, mm -hmm. like seeing how you guys would won you don't always succeed all the time. You mm -hmm. succeed more than you fail, I would say, mm -hmm. but how you pick yourself up from failing as well. Mm -hmm. And I've kind of learned a lot of that too. 
just even in pressure situations, just kind of seeing how to behave and how to recover. Yeah. And that's something I always want to ask you too more is like, what do you react in times where you don't succeed? What do you learn from it? And like, how do you kind of reflect back on that? Well, good question. By the way, it's nice that you've been around Tommy too, and that you've met him and had the yeah, opportunity got to meet him once, which was pretty sweet. From our, from our club. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, losing for me is hard. Uh, I don't enjoy it and I don't look forward to doing it. I've been pretty good though. I'm, I feel like I'm, a, I feel like I really like learning, you know, and I'm pretty good at not making the same mistake twice. So if I've been under pressure and I've made a mistake, right, I think that I go, okay, that's a lesson for me. And I won't repeat that again. Cause a lot of things in life are not just about what to do, but what not to do. And for me, the big thing under pressure is for most people, things speed up. If it's a sales call that I've missed before, like I really needed to make a sale, right? Or playing in a golf tournament and I've had a shot, I got to hit. Things start to speed up. Mm -hmm. And when things start to speed up, every part of you inside speeds up, including your breathing. And so for me, like a major thing I've learned is to control my breathing. Like I think whatever you do with your body when pressure hits, even like if it's a podcast, someone like this or a speech I've got to give them, trying to slow things down, right? Most people try to get amped up. Getting amped up is really easy to do under pressure but can you slow things down i think that's you know quite frankly one of the things that the patriots do better than most teams over the years is that they're able to control things and slow things down it's not all emotionally driven all the time that they're process driven so i think if you looked at tiger wood's heart rate under a big putt compared to an amateur or average player his heart rate's lower yeah. He's able to slow things down. So it's a matter of slow things down for me under pressure and just learning. I don't want to fail, believe me, but I think it's about learning from the failures that you have. And I think I've done a pretty good job of that. Yeah. Let me ask you guys this. There's some questions from the audience. Okay. Okay. So let's go through a couple of these. Fun. I think people would be interested to hear this. Um, of all the things that Ed has taught his kids, what do each of them think is the single most valuable lesson they've learned at this stage in their lives? Okay. Can I go? I think yeah, I know yeah, why. I it. think mine is more like, you literally just have to keep trying at certain things. Like, mm. there, you cannot give up. You just can't do it. Mm. And, like, I mean, I've, like, with, like, jobs and stuff, mm. you've always told me, just keep trying. Just keep trying. Like, Well, how'd you get the job that you had, the last job you had? Tell them how that happened. It's um, in the book, but how did it happen? It's a pretty I good story. I went into BJ's, and they were like, sorry, you're not old enough. So then, and That's I That's a pizza place, by yeah, the way. BJ's yeah, BJ's Pizza. Right. And then <laughs> I didn't have a car, so I was, like, waiting for my ride home, and I was like, I'm going to go get like a chai tea at this bakery. And then I was just in there ordering. I was like, do you guys have any job applications? Mm -hmm. And then they were like, I talked to some people and they were like, yeah, like you can start tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And then I got that job and it was great. And that like felt really good too. Cause you told me to like, keep trying and keep trying. And like, mm -hmm. probably if you didn't say that, I would not have been like, oh, do you guys have a job application? Right. So then after it felt super good and I was like, oh my God, like I finally got a job because I kept trying. So I think for me, that was probably... One of the most important lessons and like yeah, throughout know, my life too yeah you know one more try that's in the book but one of the things that you have i don't know that max and i both have it but you have it i don't think i don't think you're quite as concerned with everybody thinks about you as, yeah, as, so as so. i am like I think, do you think that's true about bella like i think one of your superpowers is and this is what i would everybody should still in their kids like i think you're willing to get laughed at you're yeah. willing to make a mistake yeah. you know you're willing to go i don't really know and who cares screw you i'm yeah. gonna do it anyway right that's you do have that yeah i mean everyone has a little bit of like you care kind of of like and yeah. you should a little bit care about what people think of you but right. i mean i don't i think i have it in a positive sense of like what do you think that's from do you think it's because you know that like you <laughs> no, come from a, do you think it's that i'm really in, i've never even thought about it till we're talking about but this is like good stuff for people to listen yeah. to and for yeah. me do you think it's because you like you know we're gonna love you no matter what you can come back to a loving I mean, family yeah i think honestly it's like even when i was little like when i was a babe like when mm -hmm. at, after my like shy stage i was kind of like a little mm -hmm. obnoxious kid like mm -hmm. screaming mm -hmm. wearing whatever i want like i would wear some weird stuff but like, i would act kind of weird and like mm -hmm. screaming but like you guys were always like i mean obviously you'd put me in check if i was being like super obnoxious but you guys kind of were just like let her be her like let her do what she has to do like mm. if i'm wearing something weird let her wear it or if it's like i know i kind of i grew up kind of not like doing whatever i want but i was able to kind of be myself yeah and figure it out and you guys were super supportive so i think it like transferred into like me growing up kind of being more like i don't care what people think because like if i know that like i'm loved by my family and like i'm still doing good that yeah. it doesn't really matter 
Really good. And that's like a conscious thing that your mom and I did with both of you is like, let you be you, not like be a good girl or conform to this yeah. or that. Or yeah. I, it was not something we wanted you to behave, but yeah. it was really not trying to suppress your personality yeah. or your expression of yourself. I and think that was like the most important thing that you guys did that made me like how I am. Cause like, I was a little bit weird when I was little, like, mm -hmm. you're still like, weird. Yeah, super. <laughs> but like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. certain benefits, like mom has talked about it. Like, what do we, like you guys at one point were kind of like, do we like tone her down? Mm -hmm. Do we like, like, what yeah. do we do? And you kind of decided just to let me be myself. I think that's yeah. super important. Yeah. Definitely want to do that with my kid. Yeah. I love that part about you. I love a lot about you, but that's <laughs> one of the things I love the most. What were you going to say? Yeah, I was going to say, it's definitely on the money what Bella said. I would say mm -hmm. the most I've learned from you specifically mm -hmm. is being able to kind of control the things that you can. Like when you just mentioned your breathing, like mm -hmm. if you're in a pressure situation, like let's just say the golf tournament we were in, I don't mm -hmm. know if you remember this exactly, mm -hmm. but when we're talking about that 18th tee shot. Yeah. So it was Palm Springs. It's like a hundred degrees outside. Yeah. I take a practice swing mm -hmm. and the club slips out of my hand and it goes <laughs> in the water. That's right. <laughs> what? Remember that? Let's yeah. make sure everybody hears this. The day that he came back and won that golf tournament on the 18th hole, he was sweating. Yeah. And he takes a practice swing and the driver flies out of his hand yeah. and lands in a lake. And this thing went far too. Like, like, went you didn't, did you have like another driver? He did not. No, no so, he did uh, not. He couldn't hit his driver. Yeah. By the way, did we ever get that club back? I don't think we no, ever we did. No, we never got it yeah, back. He literally has the club flying to the lake on the most important shot of his life. Yeah, as a kid, I forgot super that. important shot. And yeah. one of the things that we did after is I was like in shock. I'm so nervous on this mm -hmm. tee shot. I finally have a chance to win. Mm -hmm. And you're laughing hysterically. Yeah, yeah. And like you get me in, you're laughing, you calm me down. And he's like, all right, you got all the jitters out now. Mm -hmm. Now just go have fun. So that was a biggie. So that was a big thing for me is being able to kind of just control the things that you can. Very good. Like kind of control yourself. You can't control always your external environment, but you can control yourself. Really good. Yeah. This is great for me to hear that you guys have got all this stuff. Sometimes you wonder. <laughs> well, we like, never sit down and like really talk about it. Yeah, yeah we don't. And that's important. I don't think you have to. I think things are caught, not taught. There's lessons. I'll go, Bella, this is why I think this way. Yeah. You know, you know that. I'll go, let me tell you what I'm thinking right now. Or we'll be watching something and I'll stop the TV and go, listen. Here's the lesson here. Oh, wanna, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, like, I do a lot of that. This is stuff that we take for granted that I don't think is normal. Like, my dad, well, first off, when I was growing up, there was no remote to do that, but that's how old I am. <laughs> but, like, there are lots of times where I go, listen to me. This is important right here, what you're yeah. watching, or watch this speech this person gave, or listen to this thing they said, yeah. or mm -hmm. read this book, or whatever. So, I do do that, but it's not stuff that we sit down and consciously go, okay, control your breathing. It's not yeah, necessarily no, true. We don't really do that stuff. So, um, what is, there's another question from the audience. What is one thing the public would be surprised to learn about each one of you or me um, that they might not know? I have one about dad. Well, I mean, you're on social media. You're very like out there talking a lot, like you have a podcast. And like, I will say within the last few years, you are a lot more like social and do more things. But like, He's super introverted, like, yes. like mm -hmm. low key. <laughs> right. Like he loves to be home. Like growing up, we'd go to Idaho every summer, mm -hmm. and like, uh, and once we got like our actual house, we mm -hmm. weren't living like in the communities. Mm -hmm. I'd be like, oh, like let's go out to dinner. Like I want to go so we could go to the club so I could like see my friends. Mm -hmm. And like every single night, it was like we'd rather just stay inside and watch a movie. Like Dad doesn't want to go talk to people. Right. Like I mean, and obviously you love people, but yeah. like I think it's I don't know. I don't think people would expect that you like. Like being just like home under a blanket, like yeah, I think you're right about that. I don't think most people would know how introverted I am, and you're not. You're not really introverted. No, I'm super extroverted. You didn't get yeah, that. You're yeah, you're super I did not. But yeah. I mean, I would have never. You'd see your social media. You'd never be like, this guy does not want to talk to people. Yeah, yeah you're, you're right. the public speaker. You're supposed to be the one that's always talking to people. But yeah. kind of when you get back, you're basically just like mm -hmm. watching a movie. Like every summer in Idaho, we could go to the like a golf course, have dinner, or just like a local restaurant. You're like, no, let's go watch Grown Ups for the 50th time. Yeah, we did. We did yeah. a lot of that. Um, anything from you that you would say that you've learned? Uh, we, Max, you should talk about uh, your food reviews that people don't know. Oh, about. my gosh. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> so we that's talk weird. about this, too. So, I mean, I'll say it's with other people that make me not look as bad mm -hmm. on the podcast. Like, you're part of it. We got mom part of it. A couple of our friends. But it's basically all her. It's, it's it mostly me and yep. a couple other people, just to throw it out there. But I have a list of things. So if you ever watch Barstool Sports, Dave Portnoy, yep. he has a thing where he goes and reviews pizzas and gives, like, yep. these very specific ratings. Yes. So I was like, I thought it'd be funny just to do it with, like, all food. Yep. and it's kind of grown into a bad obsession yeah where like where, where you have i have over 150 places rated on my phone now yeah you're nuts and yeah. like when we go eat places immediately he's like you're like he's like this is an eight 
Yeah, yeah. Okay, what you give it? It's like an eight two or like eight two. seven six or something. Yeah, this is very specific. Yeah, but. what um, that's super interesting to me <laughs> for both of you that like those would be a couple of your takeaways about you know our family and whatnot in your own lives. So it says, um, have you ever seen your dad be unsuccessful in something? If so, how did he react? What has he taught you about the importance of failure? Either one of you want to answer that one? I could kind of answer this. I was thinking about this earlier. I don't know how many things I've seen you not be successful at. Like, Mm -hmm. you've done very well in certain things. Mm -hmm. But, like, for example, like, if something doesn't go well in Mm -hmm. a day or, like, you have business trouble, it's, like, you're very on it. Like, you're, like, if something, okay, this is one thing about you. If Mm -hmm. there is an issue, you have to fix it immediately. immediately. Yeah. Like, if the TV remote won't work and we're watching TV in the other room, you're, like, nope, we have to fix it right now. Like, Mm -hmm. let's call the guy. But... Mm -hmm. I think you're very, like, on top of it and, like, you're quick to get the problem solved, Mm. which sometimes, like, growing up, I'd be like, oh, that's kind of annoying. Like, can we just watch TV? Like, why do we have to fix the other one right now Mm because we're not using it? But it's, like, it's really interesting because, like, when I'm going to have troubles in life, like, I want to be able to, like, put my attention on it, fix it, and be able to move on. Yeah. Instead of, like, you know, pushing it off, letting it last, like, fix it another day. Like, you're very on top of it. I do think you're right. I think when problems come up in life, I try to fix them really quickly. I attack them. Like, I think that's actually a word I would use. I attack the problem. Like, I will kitchen sink that sucker. I'm going to (laughs) eliminate, obliterate the problem. I'm pretty sure you get that from Gump. I think he was the first one. You think I get that? So, Gump, you guys, was my dad, or is my dad, who passed away, which really leads into something good. I did get that from my dad. I'll let you answer that question, Max, and then you can tag onto that. You know, what what did you learn or what do you miss about about Gump? Well, I'll say first to answer the part where we're kind of talking about like how you do in like a failure situation or something mm-hmm. that doesn't go entirely your way. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I won't go into it, but you had a situation recently and what I saw how you behaved is kind of like Bella said, one, that you were like right on it. Mm-hmm. But two is like, if it's a serious situation, you went and checked in on other people. Mm-hmm. You went and make sure that everyone's okay. And then if something happens, you can kind of reflect back on it, see what could have been improved, and then you make sure that's a building block towards the next thing. Mm, okay. But going back to it, was, I think you said it was like, what did I learn from Gump? Yeah. So there's a lot of things, and one of them too is kind of if you have a plan and if you have a specific goal, stick to it. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you've talked a lot about Gump in your book, mm-hmm. and there's a lot, like, he was sober for, I don't even know how many years, an incredibly 35, long, yeah. 35 years, an incredibly yeah. long time. And he stuck with that. It was just one more day. Yeah. And he kept sticking with his plan for one more day. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I always have good memories of Gump. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember when he passed and we went into like a, a service for him, like a celebration of life. And mm-hmm. one of the things I said when I actually spoke about Gump was a tournament that I went to. Yeah. Is Gump was there for everybody. Yeah. When the last, he was battling cancer, mm-hmm. was super sick, couldn't really get out of bed. Yeah. And then you told him, or you told Dub, mm-hmm. which was which your is, mom. Which is my mom. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, Max has a tournament in Diamond Bar. And he was like, really? And he was like, yeah. And I texted Gump the mm-hmm. day before, and he's there yeah. battling cancer. He, this is like a super hilly course. Like, yeah. I don't even know if the course exists anymore. I think it shut down. They're cutting but, it down. Hot, hot day, too. Yeah, super hot day. And he walked the entire tournament. Yep. Yeah. I left. Yeah, you left after I nine left that holes. after nine holes. And my yeah. dad, who's going through chemo and... You know, weighed nothing and could yeah. barely walk. Stayed the whole day. Put his own. Put golf shoes on. Did you know he, that? Yeah, he put golf shoes he on. Was wearing he wearing golf his, shoes and followed you through that whole yeah. eighteen holes. That he day. had his white shirt on and his pants tucked up to his belly button. Yeah, and I actually yeah. won that tournament and you too. Did win that on day. the last shot. Yeah, yeah, I remember him calling me, going, "You need to get down here. Your son just won." <laughs> yeah, and, uh, it was really, really an amazing, amazing yeah. memory. Mm-hmm. So that was really, really good. Yeah. Who is the smartest family member? Book smart, smart, and street smart. Ooh. There's always some conflict when we talk about this question. I know. So I would say for street smart, mm-hmm. it's between you two. Me and Bella. Okay. Yeah. I, we'll take it. Okay, yeah. take See, it. but then we always we always leave me out of the book smart and I'm kinda like, yeah. hey, right. let's put me back in the race. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say she book, did get a higher ACT score. Yeah, than me. see, yeah. that's what I'm saying. That, that is, is true. Yeah. But I, I mean, know. like, I'll be able to accept Max is extremely smart and intelligent mm-hmm. with school stuff. Like I yeah. honestly, I'll give it to you. So if you were to rank intellect. Be honest too. Intellect. Well, you can't leave well, mom out of it. I know. Yeah. So keep mom in it. So intellect. Be honest. It's okay. I would rank it. Let me tell you what my ranking. Well, what, yeah. what is intellect? Is that we're like talking like IQ, IQ test? Tests. We've taken IQ tests, okay. right? I don't yeah. think most people would know this. So we've taken IQ tests. I'm fourth, <laughs> right? But if you're just ranking, who would you? What would you say in our family? Well, if we're going on pure IQ tests. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's your ranking? Honestly, well, I. 
I hate to say it, but okay. Well, I can Aww. see mom in the corner saying that she's number one. Yeah, <laughs> but like their but, mom's here today, by the way. Christiana's yeah. here. She's, she's in the corner. Yeah, <laughs> I can see her in the corner saying yeah. like I'm one. But yeah. I think for if we're going on a Q test, I mean, you said you're fourth, but yeah. you're a different type of smart beyond an IQ test, I would say. Okay, but. I think Boo and I would be very, very close if we took an IQ test again mm. right now. Mom would be right there too, but okay. the only reason I'm talking her off to probably laugh at this is that she can't spell to save her life. Yeah, that's a fact. I'd probably go yeah. Max, Mom, me, than you. I mean, you like kind of tied. I mean, I don't know. I don't. I really don't know. Yeah. I really don't know which one of you is smarter. Okay, lessons learned. Let's go through some lessons learned. This, okay. Let's go through some real stuff right here. And I want you to answer some hard things, not like the fluffy stuff about our family. I want you to be honest about this because I, I know that it isn't easy. What has been difficult about having a dad who's so busy? I want the parents that are really busy to hear the good and the bad about this, and it's okay that you share the bad, okay? So having a father who's just really, really busy, gone often, right? Yeah. Helping a lot of other people, putting his energy outside the house in addition to inside the house. So what's been good about having, what's the good and or the bad that's, that comes with that and be real about it. I want people to know so that maybe they don't make some of the mistakes I've made and some of the stuff I wish I could go back and do better. I, do you want me to start or you? Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. Okay, I think that growing up, the first time I kind of realized like, oh, I wish my dad was here a little bit more was like middle schoolish area. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I'd be like, oh, shoot, wish dad was here for this or something, mm -hmm. but it's like you just have to i have to put it in the back of my mind where i'm like i know my dad loves me so much mm -hmm. that it is not a reflection of that whatsoever mm -hmm. and i think the part for me that made it really easy was because i know my dad is doing good for other people wow. and like i was like i'm so lucky and i'm growing up great and mom is mom's doing great it's like mm -hmm. i don't need you to be there every single second mm -hmm. and i think a little bit was like sometimes you'd be like when you are back it's like oh we'll do this mm -hmm. i'm on a trip and sometimes you'd be like it's okay, like, we can just, like, hang out or do whatever. Yeah, I tried to over-make up for time away. He's and like, yeah. that was literally for such a short time in our life, because yeah. I think right around high school time, mm -hmm. uh, you started being around a ton more. Mm -hmm. You were there for everything. We were going to, like, you were home all the time more. Mm -hmm. So I think for a little phase, but I think, honestly, within the last few years, you've done a really good job of making a balance, because, like, you do work, but it's, like, now when you're, when you're home, it's, like, you're home like you're hanging out with us like i think you do a really good job of it thank you i think yeah i think that for some parents who are super busy it's important to just like when you are home and making time with your kids to be super present because that's like the most important thing yeah i think that's too and by the way i don't know that i've always done a perfect job of that but i try to do that sometimes you get spread so thin but i did try to be present when i was back so yeah. what were you gonna say i was gonna say for you and i think this could go for a lot of families honestly is one that you were a successful dad so you did set the bar there but also you were incredibly hardworking. Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of dads out there that are very hard working mm -hmm. and you would be so dedicated to what you're doing mm -hmm. kind of like what we were saying like if there's ever an issue you, you get it done immediately you mm -hmm. were so committed to what you were doing mm -hmm. where it kind of like you said caught not taught i think that's one of the things that boo and i have been able to catch from you mm -hmm. one of the things i would say if you're trying to go kind of like on an improvement thing is whenever sometimes when we were around like it's being fully present. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the work catches up and everything. Yep. You've done a really good job at it now. Mm -hmm. In the past, sometimes, like I even agree. if we're just doing like a normal thing, like, oh, someone texted me, I got to respond. Yep. Yeah. I got to take this call really quick. Yep. Is being fully present. Yeah. But what you've been able to do, which I think was a great thing that people should know, is because you were so hardworking and it paid off for us, you've allowed like Gump, Mom, and all of our family to be just so great and so supportive. Thank you. And I don't think they could have done that without you. Oh, wow. They've been able to go to like, I mean, you were able to go to them too, like Little League games, mm -hmm. but they were able to be there for everything. Yeah. That's really wonderful to hear. And by the way, I appreciate you guys being honest. That's one of the things about, you know, being present. What have you learned about, or what do you both believe about money? Do you believe that money, you have to have money to be happy? Do you believe that it's overrated? Um, what have you, what have I taught you about that? Or your mom taught you about that? Like the belief about money in general because i think sometimes when people see a family with a lot of money that you would think we talk about money a lot i'm pretty sure we've literally never talked about getting rich yeah. or having I, I money ever we, one time i don't think we've ever talked about but it. what are your own beliefs from growing up around our family or in our family you weren't around it that about money and what would you tell people about that i would say that money can be used as a tool to kind of just help the rest of your family like kind of as i just mentioned right there mm -hmm. because you were so hard working mom was able to 
stay at home and be the great mom that she was to Boo and I. Mm -hmm. And what we were able to do with that is she can be there for everything. Mm -hmm. she, by you being able to work hard and make the money, she was able to be so supportive to Boo and I and to the rest of our family and a bunch of other people as mm -hmm. well. It's important to know, by the way, that's what your mom wanted to do. If your mom yeah. wanted to have a career outside of the home, she could have done that yeah. as well, and we would have pulled that off. It was just she got her dream, and I got mine. Yeah, and she also helped you with your dream as well Big at the time. very beginning. Absolutely. That's yeah. a great lesson. What I would know, you say, she... Bella? Um, about money, I think it's totally not what you expect coming from our family. I don't view money as something that like mm. I need to have a ton of in the rest of my life to be happy. I mm. think that you know, it, obviously money is a really cool thing that you can use to mm. help other people mm -hmm. and i think that's what you do like mm -hmm. you help a lot of people but also on the other side of it i do want to be successful mm -hmm. and i you know i want to like it's kind of striving for greatness from like how the bar has been set but i definitely don't think you need money to be happy i don't mm -hmm. think money's like the most important thing and mm -hmm. i don't think like we don't spend that much money like we don't right. you know what i mean like we don't like grow up like getting crazy christmas gifts or stuff like mm -hmm. we don't we don't just spend money recklessly and i think that's kind of something too is you're always like that's why i have money is because i've saved money right. and it's like yeah, i think it's super like right there. Yes. It, i want to save my money like that's how i think i'm going to obtain the most money is by saving it so. very good i yeah. was waiting for one of you to say that <laughs> well it's like we you really do save money because like anytime you're like well like that's a cool belt you'd be like gotta save your money and mm -hmm. then if there's like something it's like well this person just spent all this money on this you're like could have saved it for this or yeah. if i'd be like growing up and like i'm gonna go shopping you'd be like oh my god like mm -hmm. you could save your money for something better which yeah. max is probably better at than me you're both pretty good at <laughs> it. i've gotten you, better once i got a job you both have saved money yeah. you both have are savers and that's a really huge thing you just said is that a family or a person has a culture of the either spenders or savers you're one or the other doesn't mean you never spend yeah. but yeah. your with your default answer is when you get money on your hands do you save it or do you spend it and i've i have really tried to emphasize that with you guys because <laughs> i don't think i think it's easy when you come from money to say money doesn't matter yeah. but when you grow up like i did with the lack of it then you need it and so um i think i think it's a i think the lack of money can be a real problem but the abundance of it doesn't necessarily make you happy yeah and yeah. learning to say i'm so glad you said that because i think that's a huge breakthrough lesson that's just stuff that you in our family you would get that most families you don't save money save money save money save yeah. money no matter what you make right mm -hmm. i mean that seems silly but like you've gone to starbucks before i'm like what size coffee did you get <laughs> And that sounds like insane. It's like a yeah. 50 yeah. cent difference. It's a, it's it's about the process. It's about the mindsets. Like I just saved 50 cents by getting the smaller coffee or I made my coffee at home or yeah. we don't have a million subscriptions to different things like it's because it's just a waste of money. So, yeah. yeah. Were you going to add anything to that? Matt? I was going to say one thing I did want to add to it. I mean, this is kind of getting in depth to it, too. Mm -hmm. But if you do spend money, this is probably maybe one of the most important things I learned about from money is you spend it on assets. Mm -hmm. You don't spend like let's say Starbucks is an example, you're not mm -hmm. spending like an $8 coffee mm -hmm. or you're not buying some stupid thing that's going to depreciate. You buy something that you're going to use and get value out of it. Really good. And if you like to say, don't use it all the time, you could hypothetically just sell that and make a profit. Mm -hmm. Like the watch you're wearing right now, you know, I'm a big watch person mm -hmm. that watch appreciates in value. So if you wanted to ever sell that watch, you would make money on it, Really, but good. you also use that all the time. Well, you guys have learned more stuff than I realized. This is really, really <laughs> yeah. good for me. I'm, oh, actually, yeah, I'm um, very proud right now. This is really, really good. I don't know if anybody else is getting any interest out of this, but for me, it's like fascinating to know what are, you know, there's things that are just in our family that we think about that are, you know, normal everyday things that maybe aren't that normal. What about um, faith? in our family like you know like you guys know you, i pray every night on my knees or whatever like yeah. uh you know we're praying over meals or things like that did you i mean your grandfather baptized you yeah right mom's father baptized you so do you think faith has become a part of each of you as you go off to college you max as a junior you bella as a freshman yeah. like what part of that about your life either one of you well i'd say for me is one for people who don't know i go to a christian college right now where religion mm -hmm. is a really heavy aspect of it. Like mm -hmm. I'm going to get my minor in biblical studies as well mm -hmm. at Arizona Christian in mm -hmm. Glendale. And one of the things that we're taught is like, you have to build a worldview around your faith. Mm -hmm. And honestly, whenever I think of that, the first person I think of is my grandma. So my mom's mom, mm -hmm. she might be the most religious person I've ever met in my entire <laughs> life. <laughs> I think we can all agree that I see everybody laughing, mm -hmm. but just it, 
kind of just been like a lifestyle that we've just grown up around you've mm-hmm. never forced religion on us too because mm-hmm. i feel like that's a thing people get sensitive about especially mm-hmm. since we're christian mm-hmm. is people think that christians just love to bible thump and push mm-hmm. it down but that's not how we were raised is mm-hmm. it was around us and we just had the opportunity to take advantage of it as we want mm-hmm. like we don't always like we'll pray at dinner mm-hmm. but we're not always like actively engaging in it together right. like you kind of let us do our own thing with it we okay. decide to really good you can say anything good? yeah i think it's super cool that we grew up and like all our morals were faith-based so mm-hmm. there was faith kind of in every aspect of our life but mm-hmm. we were never the family that goes to church every sunday and mm-hmm. wakes up at like 9 a.m and mm-hmm. puts on our little church outfits and goes but Mm -hmm. i think that it was really cool because it was like we all just kind of have our own form of our faith Mm -hmm. like for you like you get on your knees and pray every night like Mm -hmm. we have our bibles and stuff but i think it was cool that you know we didn't have to go to church every single sunday it's really hard when you have it sounds really bad but when you have multiple homes (laughs) yeah no it was multiple places to become a part of a church is not easy exactly that it wasn't really like the best thing for us like it wouldn't we didn't we couldn't have one church that we went to but i think that we did a good job of like keeping it around and like praying at almost every meal, like just from, you know, and we talk about it too. Yeah, all the yeah. time. But I think it's kind of, we all have our own individual mm-hmm. ways of it and it's cool to kind of see each other do it. Yeah. I'm real proud of you guys. This is so good. I hope this is good for everybody listening to it just to pick up some <laughs> tips and keys and stuff like that and some insights too. Uh, I hope so. There's one thing I want to add to it, kind of the religious thing that we were just talking about is a lot of people probably don't know this, but what you would specifically do, which I've kind of picked up on is you, since we can't go to church every Sunday because mm-hmm. you're traveling all the time, mm-hmm. One thing you did is you would just look up a sermon mm-hmm. online yeah and from people you've even had on the show before like you mm-hmm. just go and watch them like you always just try to find a way even on sundays sometimes not even sundays just get that in your life yeah. can i add something kind of funny yeah <laughs> you would think that my dad listens to like a certain type of music like you know his favorite <laughs> like kings of leon but like in our house literally almost 24 7 if my dad is getting ready for something which happens a lot there's full like christian music blasting on like full volume in our speakers while he's showering like and getting ready like so loud like he you know we all kind of have just like our own way of doing our thing and that is one of your ways i love worship music he loves it uh, they're like what do you work out to your acdc your kings of leon i'm like yeah 10 percent of the time but i got a lot of Elevation yeah. Church on Elevation there too. Worship. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think Lecrae once or twice, maybe. Yeah, but, I do. Yeah. It's just a big deal. All right, lightning round, my let's. I am going to, uh, everyone respond to their first thoughts come to your mind for each of the following. So I'm going to say something, and then you guys are going to tell me what comes to your mind when I say it. Okay. You ready? Okay. Yeah. Okay, success. You. you. <laughs> <laughs> Same wow. time, too. Wow. Okay. Um, Daisy and Lily. Annoying barking. <laughs> I think of barking all the time. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think of two of the loves of my life. <laughs> I you say Daisy on the couch. Uh, success to me is when your life vision matches what's actually happening. Um, my friend, if you watch my social media, Richard Cabeza. <laughs> I gotta say food. Yeah, he food. 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 Every time, if you're ever with Richard Cabeza, he brings food every single time. Right. And, and he I'll, brings good food, too. For he's the first, just thoughtful. Yeah, he's yeah. thoughtful. He's for the first time, thoughtful. I'm going to reveal his real name, which is actually Kelly Gwynn. Richard Woo! Cabeza. Those Shout of you that, out, Kelly. Shout out, Kelly. Those of you that might not know this, Richard is Dick in uh, sh- short for the word Richard is Dick, and Cabeza means head and in Spanish. Spanish. <laughs> so you can put together why I call him Richard Cabeza. <laughs> and I think of I think of kindness and generosity. Yeah, he's just a very kindest person. person. Very selfless person. Okay, when I say family, us. <laughs> I think of each other. Yeah, I think of us. But the first thing that came to mind was Gump. Was my grandfather? Yeah. Was it your grandfather? Mm-hmm. I think it was just like love and positivity, and like yeah. we always got each other's backs. Mm-hmm. Okay, the power of one more. Best book ever. <laughs> I think of the impact it's made, the change on people's lives. Wow. Yeah, I kind of think of Gump when I think of it too. You do as well. Yeah. yeah. I love that he's so important in our family, you know, even though he's gone and it's a beautiful yeah. thing. Favorite place to travel? Coeur d'Alene. Ouch. <laughs> Probably Mexico. I love Cabo. Yeah. The truth is. Honestly, Maine now too. Maine like cool Maine's cool. Well. Once we got it all settled. Yeah. 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 The truth is, I think most people would be pretty surprised. We really have not traveled that much. No. Yeah. Like you guys have never been to Europe. No. Anything like that, like rich families go to Paris. Yeah, Mexico. We've only been to Cabo like a few times. I mean, the the only our real traveling was just when we had a house in Idaho, so we'd go there in summers. But besides that, we've gone on like yeah, and like you've been to Hawaii a lot because of business trips, yeah, all the financial trips. trips. Okay, real answer here: Instagram. 
Well, I think of Instagram, I think of like me and my friends taking Instagram photos. <laughs> Good. I'm glad you didn't think of me. I honestly think of you just saying max out to the camera. <laughs> yeah, all the time in yeah. your life. Well, it's because I edited your shows. Okay. So. And what about love? Family. Family. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Okay. Well, you know what, you guys? I feel like we accomplished a lot together today. I do too. I think we did. And too, I'm very yeah. proud of both of you. I love you so much. Thank and you. I'm proud of your you mom too. for doing such an amazing job raising you. And I hope everybody enjoyed today. I hope it's one of those shows that maybe you just got a little insight. It's not one of these things where, you know, uh, I got an author, a book on here, and we're pushing something. We just wanted to let you into our family and maybe some of the lessons that have been caught and not taught in our family. And also just finally to start to share with the world the people that I'm the most proud of, which is which are my children. So thank you for being here, Max. Thanks for having us. Oh, yeah, we're grateful to be here. Yeah, you did a great job. I'm really proud of both of you. So yeah. you. hey, if you've got a family or people you care about or people that might want to know more about what some of the keys are to building a beautiful and wonderful family and some of the lessons, hopefully today helped with that. I just have a feeling this will be the most downloaded show we've ever had before. Really? Oh yeah, really, for sure. <laughs> no doubt about it. I have a lot of bragging Tell your families you love them. Yeah. Tell your families you love them. All right. And we love your families as well. You guys make sure you tell them that. I want to say God bless you. Share today's show. Make sure you get the power of one more. My Do book. Do it. Go get it. Good extra one. Amazon. Ones. Amazon, wherever you can get books and continue to max out your life. God bless you, everybody. This is the Ed Milet Show.